the Battle Acres University of Design, Religion, and Institution, and the adjacent Lady Luck Academy of Risk and Destiny, founded 25 years ago by Professor Quentin Van Helsing, is the only accredited university in the United States with a dedicated department of supernatural phenomenology. The twin schools are open to exploring questions that nearly all other academic institutions dismiss as pseudoscience and superstition. The university and academy have risked losing their accreditation multiple times over the past three decades due to their embracing of the supernatural, but the consistent quality of their output in more traditional fields of study have forced the academic community to regard the school with begrudging respect. However, in the entire lifetime of the school, no member of the Department of Supernatural Phenomenology has published a single finding that has been acknowledged or respected in the broader scientific community. This stands to change soon, as Dean Typhon Warden prepares to publish his findings on the mysterious supernatural force known as Eidolon. His work will be revolutionary and stands to not only raise the reputation of the school, but fundamentally transform the world for the better. He is universally regarded as a great man, building the road to a brighter future through a field of study that has been hitherto resoundly rejected. He is going to do great things for the world, Presuming the final phases of his studies go according to plan. Lisa. Yeah? What injustice in the world concerns you the most? That's a kind of a heavy question. I, I don't know if I've thought about anything like that too much. Well, you know, not looking for, uh, listen, I'm the narrator. I'm not your uh, sociology professor or whatever. I'm just, you know, want to hear just your thoughts. Well... Um, I can't stand animal cruelty, obviously, that's definitely a big one. Mm. Um, when people, like, abuse a position of power or get into a position of power despite not really earning it, um, not, not a huge fan of that, but I guess on, like, a personal level, it's just when people are put into boxes that they don't fit inside you know what i mean mm, i'm not totally sure that i do can you can you give me more on that uh, well like um you know like when somebody is pushed into pursuing something that they're not interested in or when people make assumptions about them based on appearances and that you know that can be like heavy stuff like you know based on their race or their sex or whatever but also like it can be a lot pettier stuff, too. Like, people judge each other based on the way they look in general, what they wear, what job they have, how much money they make. Like, all this stuff that... That that doesn't tell you who they are, you know? And mm. there's... I think it can be real easy to end up stuffed into a box that you never wanted to begin with. Do you feel like you're stuffed into a box? 
these days, um, not as much as when I was younger. You know, I, I have a lot more freedom now. Um, my parents, you know, especially when I was like a young kid, they were always super overprotective. And I think they were like worried about me getting bullied because I was too much of a tomboy or something. Uh, like I, I wanted to be on the baseball team when I was real young. Frankly, I wanted to be on the football team. That was not happening at all. Uh, they, they were like super overprotective. There, I actually lived just a few blocks down from the arcade fire. They wouldn't let me go there unaccompanied because they said it was shady or something. Which mm. I don't know what that was about. Th- that's actually why I ended up taking martial arts because um, it was something I could do that let me sort of vent that extra energy and you know take some pride in mastering a skill like an athletic skill but they were willing to support that because i managed to spin it as like well you know this this is actually going to make me safer because it means i'll be practicing self-defense techniques and you know i'll be i'll be honing my discipline or whatever and they bought it, and it turned out to be something I really enjoy. Chili, if I remember right, you were left behind in a beanbag chair, and were running to catch up with everybody, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think you are currently uh, running towards the uh, the administrative building of the college. I think you can see pulled up out front are some uh, police vehicles and an ambulance. Okay. Um. There's also um, some leaves on the ground, um, which is odd, both because there's not any trees in the immediate area, and also it's not like fall, but these seem like fresh leaves. Uh, I would like to sniff the leaves, Luke. Uh, they smell like leaves. I would like to sniff the leaves while dredging the undertow to see if I can (laughs) sense anything more odd about the leaves. (laughs) Yeah, give me that dredge roll. Seven. Seven, um, you get the feeling that, uh, these leaves are from an Eidolon but you can't quite place anything beyond that. Okay, I uh, I roll on them to get my scent on them. Okay. And uh, I think I'm gonna have one of them like stick to, kind of stick to her head, <laughs> sort of static stick or whatever. <laughs> and then I'm yeah. going to, uh, I guess, scope out the rest of the area. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, it's uh. I think you're in, like, a small uh, sort of courtyard. There's a narrow street between you and the administrative building. And, uh, like I said, there are, let's say, like, two police, uh, like, SUVs pulled up along with an ambulance. Okay. I think I know what an ambulance is well enough to be a little nervous or a little worried about that. Mm Mm-hmm. Do I know approximately where they're being... Where they probably are within the building? I think, uh... Approximately, yeah, you came in and out through that secret passage, and I don't know how much Chili has been in this building other than last night. Um, but just based on general animal intuition, you could probably make an educated guess. Yeah, Chili does not get called into the uh, dean's office very often. <laughs> right, uh-huh. Very good student. Yeah. I... 
I want to see if there's a like a back way I can slip in that maybe people aren't paying attention to. Okay. Yeah. Um I think if you head around back there is a Yeah, I think there's probably just like a an automatic door back there. You know, this is a public building that people are like allowed into, so I don't think it's under lock and key, at least not the ground floor. Chili like uh uh leaps up and hits the wheelchair accessible button. <laughs> I think yes. Yeah, all right. I think uh I think you open the door and chili the uh the reception area down here there's a lot of commotion. There's sort of people out of offices talking in kind of worried tones. There is a uh, a cop posted at the front door with his arms crossed. Um you don't see any sign of uh wherever like who was in that ambulance though. Um, if there's a lot of commotion going on, I'm hoping maybe, uh, I'll sort of be, le- like, passively less, uh, noticeable, but, um, I'd like to sort of Adam Jensen my way over to, uh, <laughs> where I assume they had been and just try to get a scent trail. Okay, yeah, um, give me a, uh, beat the odds plus Ellie. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and push myself on that. Okay. Not much better. Uh, seven. Seven, okay. Um, yeah, I think you managed to catch their scent. You, I think because you rolled a seven, you did not manage to Adam Jensen your way over there. You managed to JC Denton your way over there. <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> you got to get more sick augs to uh, Adam Jensen your way over. Yeah, there was just more of like a chrome and blue vibe to your sneaking as opposed to a black and gold one. Ah, uh, those aren't my colors at all. Shameful. <laughs> Uh, but you can uh, get a whiff of your friend's scent uh, over by the elevator. Okay, elevator's not my strong point, but maybe stairs would be. Yeah, only problem is, you know, well, well I already said you could make an educated guess about what floor the uh, the dean's office was on. Yeah, can I can I try and get into the stairwell and just try to make my way up to where they might be? Yeah, I think you start making your way up the stairs. I think that's all covered in this roll. Yeah, you're, the, the stairway door is open at some point, and you manage to just slip into it and start uh, ascending the stairs. This is not a giant building, but it's still probably four or five floors up. Um, meanwhile, Virginia, you just stepped out of the assistant dean's office. Uh, you have essentially become a time bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I guess you'll start burning before you full-on explode or anything, but that's also not good. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Christina is on the floor with an Eidolon bursting out of her chest. Lisa is at her side. The cop has uh, is nowhere to be seen. Uh, he ran off to get a paramedic. What is the Eidolon doing right now? <laughs> I think it is, like, its arm has punched its way out of you, and it is just slowly pulling uh, its way out of your chest cavity. I think, Christina, it is... Your, like, head feels cloudy. It's hard to think straight. And you can also feel, um, like, your left arm is uh, going numb, but you feel just, like, kind of radiating waves of pain over your body. Uh, I, I don't know what's happening right now. Lisa, do we put it back in, or do we try and pull it out? Uh, pull it out? That's a... Isn't that, like, your soul? I, I don't know how you'd put it back in, though. Uh, we, we also 
Oh, jeez, we need to deal with the, the, the assistant dean, too, right? Because I don't want you to explode. Oh, boy, this fucking sucks. It's, it's fine. Maybe my soul is just, like, molting. Uh, sure. I think the door swings open, and two paramedics with a bed and some uh, defibula- defibrillators run in and uh, are just kind of... Uh, Forcing you two aside to get to Christina. Uh, I'm not. I'm not unconscious. I don't. I don't think I need those things. Oh right, is that what? That's what you use those for, huh? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her heart. Her heart hasn't stopped. What, what do you think people use those for, Luke? Hey kids, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> hey kids, please don't let Luke do doctor things on you. Although, uh, well, actually, you said you don't think your heart has stopped. Uh, I do think. Uh, a paramedic kneels down and puts their head to your chest and does yell out, uh, her heart's not beating. And then grabs the defibrillators, motherfucker. <laughs> Wait, what? That Okay. How, how am I conscious? I mean, con- you're not that conscious. How am I still somewhat conscious? <laughs> uh, they grab the defibrillator paddles and, uh... You know, they do the whole thing. They yell clear. I'm not a doctor. I just established this. <laughs> Nothing anyone says on this show should be taken as medical advice or opinion. Uh, yeah, so they're they're about to hit you with the defibrillator paddles. Is anyone doing anything? Um, I mean, they said to stay in clear. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think Virginia has a better idea of how to help the situation. Yeah, I think as the paramedic is working, they're just, you know, like, moving through um, the you know, phantom bursting out of your chest. They don't see it, and they don't seem to be interacting with it. It doesn't seem hostile to them, other than it just keeps pulling more and more of itself out of you, Christina. Um, They shock you with the paddles, and your head kind of goes clear for a quick moment, and then suddenly there is... You can see the creature coming out of you just gets a surge of electricity and starts to pull itself out even harder, and God, that hurts. Ah! Please, please don't do that. Uh, I, I think uh, the paramedic just, like, puts their head to your heart and uh, is revving up the paddles again. Uh, can I cut the cord on the defibrillator paddles? Uh, yeah, how? Well, I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have Crush 40 do it uh-huh. with, with fencing. Okay. I'm, hmm. Remind me how Crush 40 works. It's been two weeks. Uh, it is a master of 40 distinct types of martial arts, and it can right. just sort of, like... I, kind of uh, Josh-like, honestly. It can, like, kind of extrude a weapon from the holes in its hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, give me uh, B. Thousand Plus Ellie. Okay, that's a ten. Ten, yeah. You slice through the wire. It just snaps, and the paramedic is like, what What? the hell happened? What? Ugh! Uh, and they, uh, like, motion to the other one to pick you up, Christina, and move you onto the bed. Uh, so question about Iron Spy. Is this Iron Spy yeah. the original one that's, like, a metal wireframe, or is this yes. the more... Okay. Um, I think Christina is going to, uh, use her one good arm, which I believe is the right arm, and, uh, sort of grab it by one of the wireframes... And try and drag it back into herself while saying, okay, 
this is this isn't I I don't like this anymore. You gotta go back in. Give me a beat the odds plus pow. Alright. Oh, what is my pow? It's one. Okay, so that's an eight then. Eight. Okay. Um yeah. You know, I'm gonna change my mind and call that a scrap, so what advantage do you want? Hmm. Uh I am going to take control of the situation. Okay, how do you do that? Uh, so I think I'm going to try and pull it back inside me, hoping that that will let me uh, get some of my consciousness and feeling back in my body. Okay. Yeah, I think as you your hand touches it, you feel... Like, just a buzzing in your hand that starts to sting. It is electrocuting you just from touching it. But you uh, push through that. Advance your damage track, but you manage to, uh, yes, sort of just stuff it back into that hole in your chest that apparently the paramedics don't see. And uh, you have to, like, use your hand to hold it in place. You can feel it pushing, but you are, for the moment, keeping it in place. And you are... Feeling uh, that that cloudiness in your head and um, that pain start to subside a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna try and like stand up. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, you start trying to stand up. The paramedics are like, "No, don't move. We're trying to get you up onto the bed." I'm I'm fine. This isn't something you guys can help me with. Ma'am, ma'am, we need you to cooperate with us. We're trying to save your life. I, I decline your help. Boy, again, I'm not a doctor. What do they do in that situation? <laughs> I mean, they legally are obligated to not do anything further, I believe, because it okay. is against the consent of the patient. That's the whole yeah. idea behind a DNR, for instance. Sure. I think uh, they just kind of stop and just say, ma'am, I believe you're having a cardiac episode. You need to let us assist you. Trust me, it's not what you think. It's it's way weirder. We can't make you go with us. So, but I I can tell you that you're being pretty stupid by not going with us. Look, I I have other things to deal with right now. Um, I'm gonna pick up my Vita and see if it if it like is working now or if it's still the uh. Back of it is still open, and the battery pack of it is still missing. Okay. Wait, can't can't um Virginia just make stuff? Oh, why not just make a battery pack? I yeah, I, gu- I guess I could do that. Uh, I mean, if it's I don't know if I can make a piece of her soul per se, but I guess this doesn't exactly work like that. I mean, you give you give it a shot, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try something maybe maybe stupid here. Uh, so a- as I'm ho- pushing down on Iron Spy, I'm going to grab the wireframe again to deliberately, uh, ha- have a charge go through myself. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm going to, uh, using my other hand, uh, stick my fingers against the ends of, like, the battery pack sockets. I think, uh, give me Beat the Odds Plus, pow, to, like, push through the fact that this is electrocuting you. Uh, that is another seven. Seven. Okay, I think advance your damage track. This hurts, but as you push the uh, your fingers against the contacts inside the compartment, um, the screen uh, flickers on. It's kind of like flickering on and off, but it's not rebooting. 
it's it's staying where it's leaving when it shuts off, so that's good. Uh, what does it show? What is what does my stat block show? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. I think it shows a lot, and you're gonna need to either investigate or dredge to get more specifics. Okay, I will dredge then, because that's my better stat. Okay. It is not. <laughs> Wait, is not? No, you have one G. Oh, right. Is. So I'm looking at my notepad one. That's fine, though, because this, it, it doesn't matter either way. Uh, so I'm going to stick with dredge. Uh, I okay. rolled a 10. You rolled a 10. I'm trying to think of a an RPG <laughs> status effect that would correlate well to uh, what's going on here. I <laughs> Okay, here's what it is. As you scroll through the stat block... I think you just find, uh, status, Roxas disease. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Tell me that's not how Christina would... Yeah, no, you're right. No, no, you're not wrong, but I reiterate, shut the fuck up. (laughs) It says Roxas disease, and then in parentheses, you know, like from Kingdom Hearts. It's like the, if you click on it to get the description of the status. Yeah. Oh no, I Why why would I be a nobody? Hey hey, no. Don't no, hey. let yourself like that. No, not literal nobody. I for some reason I'm splitting into two. Oh. That's okay. That makes more sense. Does it? <laughs> I'm trying to be polite. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Virginia has written down, um, frozen ice pack, uh, on her notepad, uh, and it's yeah. gonna change that real quick. Uh-huh, yeah, 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 um, I- I'm not gonna make you, uh, do a roll here for that, I think you managed to get a frozen ice pack and just put it against yourself. Yeah. Oh, okay, that reminds me, if you two are, if you two think you got this under control for the moment, I gotta go fight the Dean so that, uh, you don't explode? Because I think if, if... If we beat him up fast enough, that'll make the the thing go away, right? That's how yeah, this works? that sounds like a good idea. Okay, uh, and Lisa's just going to book it towards his office. I think the cop that's still here grabs your arm and says, Yeah, maybe don't talk about fighting the Dean when there's a cop here. Ah, uh, I was just being metaphorical, sir. Uh-huh. You, you know you're still in trouble for knocking out the janitor, right? Now, I think if you'll review the footage... You'll find that at no point did I throw a punch. All right, well, you're still under arrest, so... Ah, uh, we'll see about that, and I am going to judo flip him. Okay, give me a scrap. Uh, let's see. That is an eight. How the fuck have you people not gotten expelled before now? <laughs> we were really good before this moment. Yeah, <laughs> Choose an advantage, but yeah, take, Luke, remember, uh, take damage. We said we're coming in at the like towards the end of the season. Like this is, this is where shit escalates. True. I am going to take control of the situation, and I'm going oh. to do this by handcuffing the cop's wrists together once he's on the ground. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think he manages to like hit you on the back of the head as you're flipping him which is not great advantage or damage track but mm-hmm. uh 
yeah, you do manage to throw him on the ground and uh, handcuff him as he's just yelling angrily at you. I- I'm so listen. I'm sorry. I didn't want to, but this is important. Bye. Uh, I'm just gonna get back to running. I guess. <laughs> Great. Okay, you're running towards the yeah the assistant dean's office. I think we're still right there for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, you're still in like the reception area for there. It's not a far run. Uh, yeah, you throw the door open and uh, he's just sitting down and he goes, uh, "Oh, uh, yeah, Lisa, did you need something?" You know full well what I need, Mister Zenner. <laughs> well, all right, uh, Lisa. I think there is a split second where you feel a presence behind you. Uh, I am going to do a back kick at it. Okay, give me a strap with minus one. That's a seven, so still not great for me. Okay, uh, so choose an upside, but, you know, you're going to take damage here. I'm going to intimidate my target. Okay, yeah, I think you uh, kick something, you know, firm behind you. It feels like a body, but you feel something nick the back of your neck, and as soon as it does, you feel a chill, and you see the Dean just kind of, like, sit up, the assistant Dean, sit upright and kind of eyes open up. I didn't realize you could kick my idol on, huh? I can kick a lot of stuff, Assistant Dean Zenner. Well, it doesn't really matter now, though, does it? All it has to do is scratch you once with its finger, and uh, your ignition point starts to drop. You've, you're on just as much borrowed time as your friend now, I'm afraid. You could have just walked away, saved yourself, but... Uh, no, I couldn't have. If you were smart, I guess you wouldn't be here in the first place. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's cute. Do you, are you always uh, insulting the intelligence of your students? It's a good look. Only when they break into our offices and spend an entire semester putting their noses where they shouldn't be. Well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Zenner. I might be on a time limit, but the way I see it, if I can kick your ass hard enough before I explode, that's not going to be a problem anymore. Well, it's an interesting theory. I guess no one's ever tried that. Uh, For all I know, you could kill me and it'll still take effect. Who could say? I guess there's only one way to find out. I guess so. He kind of just sort of gingerly, just kind of smoothly, he does not seem concerned. He just pushes his chair back and starts to stand up and, like, button up his suit jacket. Uh, I guess I'm just going to send Crush 40 in to attack him. Give me a scrap. That is a 13. What upside do you want? Um, let's see. I don't know if taking control of the situation makes sense here. I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies, and I'm going to do that by basically grabbing him by the collar, uh, yanking him into the hallway, and just throwing him down the hall. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you do that, and as you twist around and throw him, you see you see his idol on for the first time. It is this humanoid shape. It kind of looks like uh, if an old glass thermometer had limbs, and then it just has like this big, like angry face plastered on it. Imagine like uh, like King Crimson's face mm-hmm. from JoJo. <laughs> Uh, and then his, like, hand has, like, one long, uh, finger that comes to, like, a really sharp point, almost like a needle. Alright. Uh, I also wanted to ask something. Yeah. Since it is Crush 40 throwing him, I'm assuming that the cop is just seeing the assistant dean levitate into the hallway and then just zoom by. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. 
Um, I would like to ask a question about where the Dean landed. I think uh, he's currently flying through the air, and uh, this is the opportunity that Lisa was talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think... um, I I think what I what I would like to have happen here is he hits a wall. Okay. Uh, but next to him, against that wall, uh, is the text "fire alarm." Uh, and okay. I'm going to have uh, famous last words go and activate the word "fire" uh, to uh, combust him. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a master plan. Uh. Okay. But take plus one for the for the opportunity created. Sure. Uh. That's a ten. That's a 10. All right. Uh, <laughs> I think he hits the wall. Ugh, all right. Maybe did not take this as seriously as I should have, but what's that? There's a crow. There's a crow on the handle of the fire alarm, uh, uh-huh. and it, like, pecks at the word fire. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the fire alarm bursts into flame that then begins to crawl up his arm and he is yelling and uh, swinging his arm trying to put it out as it spreads further over him. Uh, Christina, what are you doing? I'm trying to decide whether I want to... I think I'll... I think I should probably deal with my own shit right now. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Probably. I am... I'm gonna try and, like... You know how in Disgaea you can go into your weapons? Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to go into the representation of Iron Spy to tr- to try and figure out what it's doing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Love the um, item world, <laughs> or I guess the soul world. Yeah, the best part is if uh, she gets all the way to the end, she can get another Iron Spy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, it's me, Luke. How's it going? It's been a while since I've done one of these, not in character as a weird cowboy. Uh, I am here to talk to you about our Patreon, uh, which you can find at patreon.com slash idleonplaytest. Um, we got stuff there that we'd like to give you in exchange for your money. Uh, for instance, if you give us one dollar, you can get each and every episode of this show uh, a full week in advance. If you're listening to this on the free feed, you could have been listening to it last week. Um, for three dollars a month, you get access to my GM notes for every episode. Get to see behind the scenes at some stuff. Uh, if you are a three dollar subscriber, then you already knew a lot about how one of the fights in this episode was going to go because they were in last week's GM notes. Um, Gonna be honest, I don't remember what's in this week's GM notes. Totally head empty on that regard. So if you subscribe at $3, you'll know more than me about what I wrote. (laughs) Uh, For $3, you also get a bonus monthly design podcast from me and Molly. Um, We are recording that the day after I'm recording this for uh, this month. I am not 100% sure when that's going to go up, but it's either there already or will be up there in a day or two. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, for $5 a month, you get immediate access to the current draft of Eidolon, Become Your Best Self, the RPG we are designing uh, that we playtest on this show. Um, it's pretty good, if I do say so myself. It has been a while since we've put a draft out. Um, you know, there's we're at a point with it now where there are not 
big changes that need to be made. It's a lot of small refinement stuff and adding um, more flavor to it. I'm having uh, Zoe edit it because she's a fancy pants professional writer. So, you know, seems like it might be a good idea to have her look at the writing we did. <laughs> um, but yeah, a new draft of that will be coming out sometime or another. And you can get it for five bucks or you can get, you know, the last one we put out for five bucks right now if you haven't already. You also get um, the incredible music Maxi makes for this show. Uh, she is just about finished with Volume 2 of the soundtrack, so uh, that'll be going up uh, sometime in the near future. I don't want to put a deadline on when she's going to get those last couple songs out, but we're getting there for sure. Um, speaking of songs, I don't know, um, probably at least some folks listening to this do not uh, follow the Eidolon account on Twitter at Eidolon Playtest, and you don't hang out on our Discord which you can find by just um, looking at the pin tweet on uh, the Audio Entropy Twitter account. But, you know, just for everybody else, uh, made some announcements about where the show is going to be going after Season 2 ends. Right now, um, right now on my calendar, the final episode of Season 2 is going to come out uh, on the Patreon on February 21st and on the free feed on February 28th. Um, and obviously, after we're done with Season 2, we're going to be moving on to Season 3, but not right away. Um, me and Molly are making, you know, the second edition of the game, and we are kind of taking the training wheels off. We're not using another game as a base like we did for the first edition. So we need to, um, you know, kick the tires on it, make sure that it's not a nightmare to play before we dedicate, like, a whole year of our lives to playing it. So what we're going to be doing is... Um, playing a couple of mini-series uh, between the end of Season 2 and the beginning of Season 3. Uh, I was expecting to come on here to do, like, a sell for these, because what we did was we put up a tier uh, on the day I'm recording this to uh, allow you to give us $100 in exchange for naming a band that we would then base one of these mini-series off of. I thought we might be lucky to get, like, one of those, because this is $100. That's not nothing. Surely there's not people lining up around the corner <laughs> to give us $100 just to make us make a show about their favorite band. Um, it sold out in less than a minute. All four slots that I put up for sale on the Patreon were gone before I could make the announcement tweet that they were available, which is incredible. It is so humbling. I, I've said thank you so many times on the Twitter, but again, to the folks that uh, that bought those, thank you so much. You bought them so fast that Patreon glitched out and sold five of them instead of four on the back end. I'm seeing that, uh, yeah, we've sold five out of four of our uh, uh, miniseries slots. Um, I have no real way of telling which person uh, bought one last. And it would feel like a dick move to tell anybody no anyway, so we're just adding another miniseries onto the uh, schedule, so that's fine. Um, we're actually still going to be doing a sixth miniseries, uh, and if you want a chance to choose the band we base that on, you'll have to uh, tune into our Extra Life stream, which uh, Audio Entropy will be doing as a network on the weekend of November uh, 5th. I think it's November 5th, 6th, and 7th. Um, and I think what we're going to do is, um, I don't want to give hard details because we're not locked in yet, but basically, anyone that donates above a certain amount, we will put into a raffle 
whoever wins the raffle will get to decide what the the final miniseries will be based on. Um, so yeah, just a little bit of update on that stuff. Um, I think I started this by saying speaking of music, though, because I got a little sidetracked. Because <laughs> I wanted to talk about the final episode of Season 2. That was not what we're doing after Season 2. Um, the final episode of Season 2 is going to be called Eidolon Rock number 45, Everything Will Be Alright. And uh, that is based on the killer song, Everything Will Be Alright, the last track from Hot Fuss. Um, we would really like this to be kind of special. It's going to be the um, series finale for Idol on Pop and Idol on Rock. There will not be another season of those shows. Season 3 is going to be something all new. Um, Idol on Rock number 45 is also going to be our 100th episode on the free feed, if you count the uh, the 45 pops, the 45 rocks that get you to 90, then you have the two character creation episodes, the two uh, postmortems, the free design session we did, design session number zero, and then uh, the bumper-to-bumper episode we did around Christmas last year, and the four interlude episodes. That'll, make, that'll get us to 100 on the dot, which I feel pretty nice about that we managed to uh, line that up. But yeah, so for a lot of reasons kind of want this to be uh, something a little special. So we would like uh, all of you to help us out with that. Um, Maxie is putting together a song. She she is going to make for us a cover of Everything Will Be Alright by The Killers. But we want to get some input from you guys. We want your vocals for it. Uh, Between now and the beginning of February, we would like as many people as we can get to email us a recording of uh, themselves singing along with the song, starting at about, uh, at least on, I think, the YouTube and Spotify versions, it's about the the 3 minutes 43 seconds mark. It's right when uh, Brandon Flowers starts singing Everything Will Be Alright over and over again. We just want um, a track of you by yourself singing uh, that chorus over and over again, uh, along with the song, um, and then Maxie's going to mix all of those together, so it's kind of like we're all just in a crowd singing it along, although, you know, I think the, the players and me are going to be contributing to that, too. It should be really cool, and a really fun way to close things out on, um, but yeah, so, uh, if you could record that and just attach it in an email to idolonplaytest at gmail.com, that would be great. If you're not sure how to record audio, um, Audacity is a pretty easy-to-use program. It's free to download. And, uh, yeah, you just hit the red button and and go. Uh, But, yeah, however you want to do it, if you can save it as either a WAV file or an MP3, that would be best. And uh, get it to us as soon as you can. There's plenty of time until February, but the sooner we get it, the better. Um, And, yeah, uh, please do that. What else we got here? What else we got? Oh, I gotta read people's names, because the other thing you get for $5 a month is getting your name read out on the show, like so. I would like to give a special thank you to Hudson Miller, Spellbound Mage, Liam Conlin, Eli Maroney, Rizzy, Fire Princess Lily, Striven, Charlie Neal, Joe Tank Richardelli, Jenna F., Maximilian Gumble, Scaly Haley, Pete Shaka, Mage of Spade, uh, Siobhan Peridot Rose, Lizzie Two Shoes, Monica Wurdenberger, Veldron, Freebie, LG, Grief Ninja, Don Fluffles, Alex Beaton, Fen T, and James Cherenzia. 
And, uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I thanked Scaly Haley and uh, Major Spade in there. They're two of the folks that donated to the $100 tier. I just throw out another extra thank you to, um... Oh, fuck, I should have looked up y'all's names before, <laughs> before I committed to doing this. Uh, I just want to thank the other people that have donated to the $100 tier. And if Patreon will load quick enough while I can talk, it won't seem that awkward. There we go. I want to give an extra special thank you to 21st Century... Aaron Cerise, and Tabitha Spokes, in addition to to Major Spade and Scaly Haley. Again, really just um, cannot thank y'all enough for supporting the show that much. It it really means a lot to us. Um, yeah. Uh, if you can't afford to support the show, even at the, the $1 level, I totally get it. We would really appreciate it if you could support the show in non-monetary ways. Monetary? Monetary. Uh, you know, tell your friends about us, um, you know, just kind of spread the word about the show, uh, rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you can rate and review things. Um, we always really get a kick out of reading reviews of the show, um, and it helps boost us in the algorithm. So, you know, wins all around for us. Uh, it means a lot to us, honestly. Um, I think that's it. This has been a longer commercial break than usual since I had some stuff to go over. Uh, yeah, let's get out of here. Let's get back to the action. Bye! Uh, give me an investigate. Sure. Uh, where'd my roll go? There it is. Mithril Spy, the sequel to Iron Spy. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Uh, that's an 11. Eleven. Okay, you get three questions. What's hidden here? What's hidden here? Okay. As you are investigating Iron Spy, I think... Uh, listen, I know about as much about Disgaea as I do about the practice of medicine, so I'm just <laughs> going off the... You know. Uh, but I think as you're you're inspecting it in the, uh, the viewer, what's hidden here is that... Um, I think you see... Name, Iron Spy, owner, Chris Masters. And something about that name pings something for you in your head. Um, what weaknesses can I exploit? What weaknesses can you exploit? I think you look for... I'm imagining almost, like, less disguise and more like Pyre, where you can just, like, click on keywords to get, like, a different entry open or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and you click on Chris Masters and you get, um... Uh, text that says has already died at least once. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure how I can exploit that, but okay. Um, I guess the next one is, uh, my last question is what complications should I be wary of? I think the text continues, um, yeah, it says has already died at least once is in some forms a flamingo now. Will not die again. Okay. So he's scared of dying? Maybe he wants... out to be alive again? Or you know what? L- let me rephrase that, actually. It, does, it says, will not die or be replaced again. Okay. So there's something inside me that wants to be its own person. 
Oh, God, how do I deal with that? Uh, (laughs) I ask that question all the time. I think as you zoom out of that and back to your stat screen, you see next to Roxas disease, you also see status amnesia. Oh, there's something I've forgotten? The, uh, you're still having to hold Iron Spy down with one hand to keep it in your chest, and suddenly it has a surge of force, and its arm punches back out of you, and you see that wireframe start to become coated with this wrought iron armor as it begins pushing its way back outside of you. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of stop resisting it, both to take damage, both to avoid taking damage, and also because I, uh, um... I'm sort of wanting to take a different tack now. Okay, yeah, it fully bursts out of you. You collapse to the ground. You have just no strength in your body. And uh, it is just floating above you and staring down at you. Look, I... I don't know what you are. I'm sorry if I forgot about you, but... I'm not trying to replace anyone. I just... want to be my best self, you know? I think it reaches down and picks you up by the neck. Hey, hey, no, let her go. I, th- I think it's just scared. I mean, I am too, but like, I, I don't think it's. Christina, what is it? I think it, I think it's another version of me. One that I've forgotten about. Oh. Luke, this might be an odd question. Okay. Does it seem to recognize Virginia or Lisa? Huh. I don't think it's really paying attention to either of you. It is fully focused on Christina. In that case, what would it be if I want to sort of draw its attention with an attack, not actually trying to hurt it, just like force it to look at us? Yeah, I don't even think you need to roll for that. Yeah, just describe what you do. Um, I think... I would just be sending Crush 40 out and grabbing it by the arm that isn't, you know, holding Christina up and just sort of, like, tugging it towards us. Okay, yeah, I think, yeah, you yank its attention towards you and it just kind of locks eyes with you and turns and looks at Virginia. Uh, Lisa, what are you doing? It it is not let go of Christina yet. Those... (laughs) You, you can't hurt her. She's our friend. And j- just because she's not you doesn't mean that that she doesn't deserve to exist. I think it speaks with this low, rumbling, like, electronically distorted voice. I'm going to have so much fun picking through Audacity filters to get something that sounds <laughs> like what I'm imagining. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think it just says... um. No more replacements. And it starts to squeeze your neck, Christina. Um, I think at this point, Chili heroically leaps out of nowhere. Like, she's just arrived on the scene and basically took all this in. And uh, she's going to leap in and just attack Iron Spy. Give me a scrap. Ooh, uh, that is an eight. Eight. All right. She's uh, an upside, but you're going to get hurt. Um, I think I would like to impress, surprise, or intimidate my target. Please be impressed. Please be impressed. Please be impressed. (laughs) (laughs) You jump at Iron Spy, and it, uh, I think, 
you kind of like claw at its face, but its face is made out of wrought iron, so that's not doing much, and it bats you away with its free hand, and then as you kind of hit the ground, it looks at you and just seems like transfixed, and uh, Christina, you can feel the uh, grip loosening on your neck as it just stares at Chili. Uh, I'm gonna take this opportunity to um, sort of grab uh, Iron Spy. Maybe grab is, is the wrong choice, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and like place a free hand on Iron Spy's like armored cheek and say, mm-hmm. "I look, I don't remember what you came from, but I definitely know that no version of me." would ever do that to Chili. We can figure this out together. Just give me a chance. We don't have to replace each other. Give me a dazzle, but take plus one. Or, or you know what? Uh, have Chili help instead of taking plus one. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 12 to help. <laughs> I rolled two sixes, baby. <laughs> yeah! <Whoa! laughs> uh, which ends up being an 11, because my glam is minus one, so... <laughs> Great. <laughs> but then pushed back up to 12 because it's Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, in that case, I think its shoulders uh, slump slightly, and it says, um, You forgot yourself. I'd like to remember, though. Can you help me? I think it says, um... I can help some. You forgot some things too long ago. Well, I, I don't know if I'll ever get that that stuff back, but it's not too late to try. I've got my whole life ahead of me to figure out who I am. It turns to you, and it reaches out with both of its hands to place uh, fingers against your temples. I'm going to do the same thing, and if possible, I would like to use Forge of the Heart. Okay, talk to me about what you're doing. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I am, I'm going to uh, use Forge of the Heart to basically meld Iron Spy with my current idol on to make a new form. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, give me that pow roll. Uh, That is... What's my pow? Uh, One. That is a nine. Uh, Can I assist? Uh, How are you assisting? I just want to place a hand on Christina's shoulder and just kind of give her a reassuring squeeze, honestly. I think Chili is also going to do the same. <laughs> Maybe not shoulder, you know, but like... Put a paw there. Okay, fine, I will too. <laughs> uh, Lisa, give me the assist roll, but it's for everybody. That is a natural 12. <laughs> plus one is 13. So that push it up to a 10? Yes. Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay. Okay. Um, Iron Spy puts a jolt of electricity through your head, Christina. And uh, you get flashes of vision. Similar to the dream you had last night, you see uh, that heart again. You feel being trapped underground. You um, 
you remember making a lot of urban exploration videos. You, uh, remember flying an airplane, uh, more than once. You, you remember, uh, yeah, helping Chili fight a fly. <laughs> you remember, um, toppling the Washington Monument. Uh, you remember lots and lots of things, and I think meanwhile, uh, who knows how far across the neighborhood in the wreckage of a destroyed house, a, uh, very badly damaged PlayStation Portable flickers to life, and, uh, a flamingo on it, uh, rendered in very few polygons and even fewer pixels, uh, just kinda opens up its wings, uh, its eyes closed, and you remember being Chris Masters. I think at this point, uh, what happens is both Iron Spy and my Vita melt into globs of liquid metal that combine and start staking their way up both of my hands, uh, creating uh, bright blue circuit board patterns on my skin. Uh, The circuits travel all the way up my arms and shoulders and then converge at the back of my neck where my head meets my spine. Christina says, Arcadia girl, releasing limiters. A half second later, uh, Christina's eyes start glowing a bright neon blue and several large holographic screens appear in front of her. A symbol of two mirrored shard-like wings enclosed within a perfect circle appears on each screen as her Eidolon's custom operating system boots up. A couple inches above her head, a thin blue ring flickers into existence, creating a holographic halo that displays Christina's HP and MP. This is the full power of my Eidolon, Cyber Angel. Oh, hell yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I feel different, but also uh, still kind of the same. It's weird. There's a whole lot more memories here. Uh, is What's happening with that superintendent right now? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> I think he uh, suddenly pounds the wall, drawing your attention back to him. Um, he has patted the fire out on himself and his teeth are gritted. He is like showing his anger for the first time. And he just says... Do you seriously think I'm going to let any of you escape from here? Hot, hot heat! Uh, his Eidolon stabs through his midsection. And, uh, he says, Within ten seconds, I'm going to have such a low ignition point that my entire body is going to be a bomb that destroys half this entire campus. You're not gonna have time to even get away! Uh, he says before he spits some blood on the floor. Uh... You're not going to get that chance. Um, I think a bunch of targeting reticules appear on the HUD and of my holographic screens and lock on to the superintendent. Uh, and Christina shouts, Diamond Dust. Uh, and I'm going to summon a, a wave of super cold air that 
forms ice crystals on the and superintendent's skin. Okay, give me a bombard. Uh, that is a nine, but one of those is a one, so I'm going to try and push myself here. Ah, that's much better. That's a 13. Okay, yeah, I think you um, flash freeze him. He is uh, just completely frozen solid and collapses to the ground as just a one solid piece. How familiar are with you, are you with uh, Shiva and Diamond Dust from Final Fantasy, Luke? Zero percent. Okay. Um, <laughs> Luke, play a JRPG challenge. I played Final Fantasy VII last year. What do you want from me? <laughs> so I think I uh, got two hold from using, um, got, getting above a ten, getting a ten on Forge of the Heart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I am, um, I'm going to spend one of that hold to snap my finger and the ice crystals shatter. Okay, yeah, I think the uh, assistant dean's body explodes, but not in the way he was saying. It just shatters into dust. That was the coolest shit I've seen in my entire life. One. And two, uh, Lisa's going to walk back over to the cop and just kind of squat down. So I just want to... You saw that, right, buddy? You saw that? Uh, you, you saw the guy uh, levitating through the air, being hurled by an invisible force into a wall, spontaneously combusting, spontaneously freezing, uh, all that? Uh, okay. Shilly says not that he can hear it. Also, he threatened to blow us all up. I feel like I feel like that's probably not legal. Right. Thank you, Chili. He also threatened to blow us all up, so I think... Uh, in addition to the fact that we were clearly engaging in self-defense here, I think it would maybe be in your best interest if you just forget any of this happened and drop the charges. Chili, as uh, Lisa is going on like this, you see um, some leaves on the ground, like the ones that were outside. Oh, um, did someone track those in? Uh, the door is kind of hanging open, but it's not an exterior door. Uh, it just leads out to the hall, and um, more of those leaves are blowing in. Uh, I think I'm going to go follow them, or at least follow where they seem to be coming from. Wait, hold on, I'll, I'll go with you. As you head over to that door, it uh, is pushed open as just a wave of these like red and orange leaves just pour into this room. Uh, be careful of the leaves, I think they might be Eidolon shit. There's just like... Y- as you try to say that, your voice is drowned out by just the rustling of them as they're blowing around in the wind, and uh, you can't see... You can't even see your snout in front of your face, Chili. It is so thick with uh, leaves out here. I think uh, Christina is going to instinctively grab Chili and, like, use uh, her last hold with uh, Cyber Angel... Uh, to cast um, the Mighty Guard spell. Uh, okay. Which in Final Fantasy cast both shell and wall, so it's basically a, a general purpose defensive spell. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think just sort of a, a shield appears around you, Chili, sort of an energy shield, as the uh, 
waves of leaves just keep coming. They fill the entire room. I mean, Lisa and Virginia, you're both just surrounded by them. Um, And then, Chili, they start to disperse, and you find yourself back outside the the administrative building where you were, you know, 20 minutes ago. Uh, But... Instead of just seeing uh, the, you know, th- there's no ambulance out there now, but the police SUVs are there, and uh, you see Virginia and Lisa being loaded up into the back of one of them. Uh, Lisa and Virginia, you uh, are in handcuffs, which that's weird. Yeah, that's really weird. As the uh, cops are just, yeah, pushing you into the uh, SUV and getting in and driving you off. So... You said it's an SUV, right? Yeah. All right. I am going to have Crush 40 kick the door open. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's probably... I don't even think you really need to roll for that. Crush 40 should be able to do that. Okay. Uh, I think as you do that, they suddenly uh, screech on the brakes, and the cop in the passenger seat is already reaching for his gun. Hey, hey, whoa, I didn't do anything. It opened by itself. Uh- <laughs> You kicked a door open. I didn't kick a door open. Crush 40 kicked the door open. Cops don't see Eidolons. Yeah, cops cannot see Eidolons. That is just a a true fact about how things work. You know, (laughs) that is true. I think uh, the one cop is going to keep his gun trained on you as the the driver gets out to inspect the door. You you don't have to have the gun. We're not doing anything. You just committed a murder. What? What? You just killed the assistant dean. What? Is, what the hell are you talking about? He set himself on fire. Check the feed. What are you? We brought you up there to talk to him, and you stabbed him as soon as you went into his office. I didn't stab shit. What are you? T- stabbed him? What? He stabbed himself. He stabbed himself though. Check. Listen. Pat me down. I don't have a knife. You won't find a knife of mine anywhere on those premises. Lisa, do you own a knife? Oh, yeah, like my dorm. I own, like, three. While keeping the gun trained on you as the uh, other cop is, like, uselessly trying to get the door to latch again. You broke that latch. Mm -hmm. Uh, He reaches down and pulls up an evidence bag with your knife with blood on it. What the fuck? We were all just up there. What are you talking about? Am I going fucking crazy? This, This is really not good. Oh, shit. No, there must have been another Eidolon. Oh, fuck. I think as Christina is watching the the SUV drive off, she's going to... Oh, Christina, you are not there. You are upstairs in the uh, dean's office reception area still. Okay. You're just sitting in a chair suddenly. Your friends are nowhere to be seen. And uh, suddenly the receptionist just says, uh, Oh, uh, Ms. Uh, Lightning, the uh, the dean's ready to see you now. Wait, what? How'd I get here? You've been sitting here waiting for 20 minutes now. Do I remember what time it was before this happened? Yeah, I think you do. And I think if you check your watch or, you know, a wall clock, it is the same time that it was. I... I, Okay, so it's not a time skip. The Dean's uh, door opens and he just kind of steps out and looks at you. He is sort of a tall, uh, thin, very severe-looking man in, like, a tweed jacket. Uh, I can't remember what you said. Is, uh, Chili here with me as well, or is... No, Chili's back outside. 
Yeah, I, I guess I will quietly stand up and then walk inside. Yeah, he just kind of uh, opens the door for you and uh, lets you walk in and gestures towards the seat as he closes the door. Chili, what are you doing? As you see, yeah, a, one of the cop co- the cop car with your friends in it go like 20 feet before the door flies open and it comes to a stop. Um, I am going to run up to it uh, probably as it's... I'm, I'm assuming it's not going to stop for very long, right? Uh, I mean, they're fucking with the door. They're, you know, it seems like the door's broken, so... Okay, um, I'm going to sort of creep up on it, but I want to wait until it starts moving to jump in. Yeah, I think uh, the other cop car kind of pulls up alongside it, and they're talking about having to uh, move Lisa and uh, Virginia over to it. Oh, okay, in that case, uh, I'm going to wait until they do that, and then maybe start some shit. Okay, yeah, I think the cops are just like, come on! kind of hauling you over into the other car. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think as they're doing that, all of a sudden a fox jumps out of fucking nowhere on them and, like, knock tries to knock the one cop down so that they can get away and just shouts, It's a jailbreak! <laughs> <laughs> Except it's just a fox yelling. Right. Listen, we got it. That's what matters. Give me a scrap. Ooh. Uh, that is a six. I'm going to re-roll. I'm going to use my other push and re-roll to see if I can get that up. Racking my brain to even remember what this Chili's on is. Uh, I can just make people forget that I'm around. Right, right, right. Uh, so that's an eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Um, I assume you're creating an opportunity here. I am, yes. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, you get, like, hit by one of the cops as they're trying to just uh, get you away uh, so to advance your damage track, but they're fully distracted by you now. So Lisa and uh, Virginia, you can get away. My favorite thing about Chili's power in this universe is it's a it's a perfect movie power for being able to suddenly jump in from off screen comically. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Virginia, I need you to grab my hand. Uh, okay, okay. It's time to do some ninjutsu. What? Crush 40 is going to throw down a smoke bomb. <laughs> what? <laughs> Give me a beat the odds plus elegance, but take plus one from Chili helping. Uh, that is a 12. 12. Okay, yeah. I think you throw down a smoke bomb and uh, the cops are left coughing and hacking on it as you slip away. I- I'm just imagining, like... I don't think Crush 40 can, like, spit out an entire disguise of its hands. Uh, but I am picturing it just like stealing a hat off of somebody sure. a jacket off of somebody else uh huh like to hide us yeah just doing us up in costume <laughs> as we go <laughs> what happened how did we get here i was i was hoping you knew what happened right before this chili we were up there and uh christina like powered up or something and then uh like exploded the dean i think yeah, no, that all sounds right. Yeah, yeah, but but then you went off somewhere with her. Oh, uh, there were a bunch of leaves coming from uh, another room, and then she uh, then she like shakes her head, and like the one that leaf that's been stuck on there the whole time flutters down, like this one. <laughs> Does anything seem out of the ordinary about the leaf itself? It sure just seems like a leaf. Okay. Um, I would uh like to 
Um, what do we? Is there a name of this town that we're in? Yeah, yeah. It's Battle Acres, which used to be a suburb of Battle Mountain, but is now a college town in its own right. <laughs> okay. You can't blame me for this. I was just working with what Dustin gave yeah, me. Yeah, it's true. No, absolutely. Also, Battle Mountain is a real town in law in uh, Nevada. Yeah, I did my research. <laughs> I wanted it to be plausible. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, in that case, um, when they were slipping out, uh, I would like to reveal my master plan. Yeah. Um, the word, uh, you, you may see this on many cars, the word key is written around the ignition of uh, the, the SUV, uh, mm. and I have turned that into an actual key for the handcuffs. Yeah, give me that master plan roll. That's a seven. Seven. I think you make a key for the car. Fuck. Should have made a key blade. That could unlock anything. <laughs> I could attach it to a blade. I don't think that would do this. I don't know why we're talking about this. I don't think Virginia's played Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Christina really wants her to, but she's like, I just, I just, I'm not very good at games. I don't like Disney that much. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shirley's just like, I, I know some streams that you could just watch yet. <laughs> Christina's like, but no, you have to. I cried so much. <laughs> it's great. Christina's absolutely, after this, is, after this uh, incident is over, going to sit Virginia down and be like, okay, listen, I'm a Roxas now, and you have to understand what that means. <laughs> I need to give you context. <laughs> I need you to at least play the opening of Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. Um... Virginia looks at Lisa and Chile and is like, we should get back to the administrative building, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I bet whatever room this stuff was coming in is where Christina is, because she's not with us, and that's weird. It is. Okay, well, let's uh, do that, I guess. Christina, I think the uh, dean takes a seat at his desk and says, um, well, would you like a drink? Um, snack? Anything? I'd... Not, not really. I'd like you to tell me what your power is. Are you sure? 7-Up? Pepsi? Mellow Yellow? You don't have to pretend to be nice to me. Well, it just seemed that uh, the time was appropriate for us to introduce ourselves to one another, uh, Christina. I feel like you already know plenty about me but I don't know a whole lot about who you really are you see that's exactly the problem I don't know all that much about you I've let you and your friends run around my school uh, beating up on my uh, subordinates um, interfering with my plans for months now and I still feel like I haven't gotten any closer to solving what is going on with you? What do you mean? You sure I can't interest you in a drink? Uh, and he holds out his hand, and there is a swirl of leaves, and there is just a uh, a Coke can in his hand. I'll pass. I prefer Mountain Dew. The swirl of leaves comes back, and the Coke turns into a Mountain Dew. Ooh, do you think he can make, uh, like, canceled sodas? Like, could you get a jolt? He already offered a surge. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Surge is available in... Wait, is Surge available? Where's Surge available? Every gas station I ever go to. What? Oh, oh, it came back. It used to be discontinued. Okay. Christina will dramatically 
sigh and take the soda. Yeah, it's it's a Mountain Dew. Yeah, she'll she'll take a sip and put it down on the desk, uh, specifically avoiding putting it putting it on a coaster, uh, and ask, <laughs> "All right, fine. Will you let go of my friends if I just tell you what you want to know?" I don't have your friends. The police have your you friends. You know there. what I mean. You put them in that situation. Doesn't seem like anyone else will see it that way. I think, uh... I think... If we all check the, uh... Records, we'll find that your friends, uh... Committed a horrible murder right in front of several witnesses. Well, then why should I bother telling you anything? Alright, well... I did say we should introduce ourselves to one another, so if you want me to start, that's fine. My name is Typhon Warden... I discovered my Eidolon, Cosmic Autumn Rebellion, 20 years ago. When I look at the world through my Eidolon, I can see that it's all just made up of... What's the word? It, it's all, Everything's made out of the same material. And I don't just mean particles, atoms. It's, it's nothing that technical. It's, it's more abstract than that. The way I visualize it is leaves. Like, it's all just leaves hanging on a tree, and Cosmic Autumn Rebellion can rearrange those leaves any way I want. I have not fully discovered the extent of that power. I believe it could be quite dangerous to a degree that I'm not sure... I or anybody else could fully comprehend, so I have done my best to be cautious with it. And I've mostly used the research department here at the school to explore the possibilities that it offers me. You have been on my radar since the day you first showed up here, because you are the one thing that is completely immune to my Eidolon's ability. And I thought that if I studied you from a distance, I might get some insight onto why that might be. But I am very sorry to say that I am every bit as clueless as I was the day you got here. Your turn. My name is Christina Lightning. I'm a college student with the Eidolon Arcadia Girl, which lets me manipulate reality like it's a Japanese RPG. And just today, I found out I am also Chris Masters with the Eidolon Iron Spy that lets me merge into metal and... Blast things with lightning. Stop. How can you be two people? I... Don't rightly know. Something... Something happened to Chris. I think he died and got split. And from then on, the two paths diverged. I'm not sure which path I am, but 
I'm pretty sure I'm one of them. What do you want? I want to... I want to figure out how to feel whole again. And I want to figure out... Where my friends are. Fucking college kid. What a shitty little answer that was. You're the one who asked. I guess I was just hoping that the one, uh... Object of immunity might, uh, be a little more interesting than a philosophy 101 kid, but, eh. Yeah, shows me for hoping. I mean, if you want to figure out how to control your power better... We could have just worked together. We could have talked. You didn't have to go all weird mad, mad scientist on the school. You're the one that stole research equipment and resources from me. You're the one who has been assaulting my security forces for months, and now you're going to come to me and lecture me about how... Violence isn't the answer. You were experimenting on people without their consent. I was experimenting on an animal. Animals are people. They have thoughts just like you and I do. Mm, mm. I don't see you going around uh, liberating any other... Uh, you know, th- there's there's a lot of lab rats down there. Uh, all sorts of experiments on them. Don't Don't see you too concerned about that, though. I can only do so much. You're the one who put the mayor there in the first place. You, you're the one who has control over this school. Don't put your sins on me. Alright, well, I was really hoping this would be more intellectually stimulating than this, but let's get down to brass tacks here. What is it that makes you special? Why are you the only thing I can't affect I don't know. I think you see him just sort of like clench a little, uh, like his jaw clenches, his, his fist clenches, and there is a wave of leaves radiating out from him, and as he does, the like decor of his office changes, not like radically, but enough that you notice it. Like it's like now it's mahogany instead of oak or whatever, right? And he just says, that's not good enough. I mean, if you want to find out, We can start working together now to figure out what's happening. But you're going to stop. You're going to have to stop being a total asshole about it. There's no reason to be like this. He he just kind of smirks and leans in and just says, uh, so if I'm understanding you correctly, if I make sure your friends uh, are safe and free, you're going to willingly cooperate with me. I mean, I'm not going to help you do experiments on people or animals that don't want it, but... Right now, the only thing I want to experiment on is you. Yeah, fine. Well, easy enough. Uh leaves flutter out from him out the windows 
And uh, there is just a wave of them outside. Uh, Chili, Lisa, and uh, Virginia, you're caught up in a wave of them again. And when they clear, you're uh, back in Lisa's dorm. And Sabrina is still snoring, even though it's like, you know, it's getting close to noon. That is not stopping her. She was up late. Chili's snapping in the air. She was trying to catch the leaves as they were flowing around us. <laughs> I think I'm just going to text Christina, like, hey, you good? Shit's weird. Uh, I'm going to text back, yeah, I'm fine. All right. That's my end of the bargain. He stands up and uh, I think pulls a bookshelf, uh, pulls a book on a bookshelf, and that secret door opens up, and he just sort of steps aside, gesturing for you to head on down. I walk through the door. He follows behind you, and the door closes. Eidolon Rock is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash Playtest. You can follow us on Twitter at Playtest. You can follow Maxie at Max Knightley, Lexi at Tabletop Gamera, Molly at Your Friend Molly, Dustin at Stilts the GM, and me, Luke, at SSJ Speed Racer. Eidolon Rock will be back in two weeks on October 18th for Patreon subscribers and October 25th for everyone else. See you then! <laughs>